listening to Psychology NCERT Class 11th and 12th with Dr. Kavita Bhargav. Hello everyone. I am Dr. Kavita Bhargav, India's leading psychotherapist. Welcome to yet another episode of my podcast. And in this episode, I'll be talking about effects of stress on psychological functioning and health. I will be covering emotional effects, physiological effects, cognitive effects, behavioral effects. I'll also talk about stress and health, examination anxiety, general adaptation syndrome, and uh, stress and the immune system. And if time permits, I'll also talk about some of the coping techniques or coping with stress. So, in this episode, you'll get answers to questions like, what do you mean by burnout? Mention some mental exhaustion. Do you think that stress produces changes in the immune system? Mention some stress-related disorders and diseases. What is psychoneuroimmunology? How does the immune system work? What is the function of T-cells? What is the function of T-helper? Name the cells that are attacked by HIV. Write the full form of HIV. Name the virus that causes AIDS. Write the full form of AIDS. How AIDS is caused. What is the function of B-cells? What may happen to people who are under prolonged stress? What do you mean by lifestyle? What are pathogens? What is coping? Mention three coping strategies. What are problem-focused strategies? What are emotional-focused strategies? Mention four stress management techniques. You will also know the answer to question like, we know that certain lifestyle factors can cause stress and may lead to diseases like cancer and coronary heart disease. Yet, we are unable to change our behavior. Explain why. Explain the effect of stress on health, giving examples. Describe the gas model and illustrate the relevance of this model with the help of an example. Or critically analyze general adaptation syndrome, GAS. Explain the effect of stress on psychological functioning. How does stress affect the immune system? and discuss any two coping strategies for stress. Okay, so let's focus on effects of stress on psychological functioning and health. There are four major effects of stress associated with the stressed state. The major areas are emotional, physiological, cognitive and behavioral. Let's see what happens on the emotions. 
that is the emotional effects those who suffer from stress are far more likely to experience mood swings and show erratic behavior that may alienate them from family and friends so in stress you lose your confidence you are away from your friends and family you are unable to decide anything in life you may feel anxiety and depression physical tensions can increase in the body also which i'll discuss in the physiological effect psychological tension increases and sometime mood swings happen you may feel like crying all of a sudden there'll be days when you'll be in your bed thinking problems will disappear on their own but they may not there'll be a kind of mental clogging where you really don't understand what's going on in your life this may sh- look like a trance like state at times anger a lot of nervousness and a muscular tension in your head somewhere all of this will be observed in the physiological effects let's understand what happens inside the body so under stress either physical or psychological there are certain hormones that are producted or released such as adrenaline and cortisol i mean these are the two fighting hormones that help you fight or flight so they release so that it helps you in reduction of stress but somehow if the stress does increase then you can see the heart rate increases blood pressure levels are varied your metabolism and physical activity is lowered and slowly your body gets damaged extremely in the long term effects some examples of physiological effects are release of epinephrine and norepinephrine this slows down the digestive system and expansion of air passages in the lung also increases heart rate and your blood vessels are constricted you can imagine lot of tightening happens on the body and um, you may not even want to exercise or walk but yet there is lot of tension in the body the cognitive effects the mental overload happens and individuals lose their ability to make sound decisions in life some irrational or faulty decisions are made at home in career or at workplace this may lead to some arguments with near and dear ones and also with the ones who work with you failure can happen leading to financial loss or even loss of your job poor concentration and reduced short term memory capacity these are very clearly observed in your cognitive disability during stressed states how behavior shifts you can eat less or you can eat more you can eat lot of chocolates and the association of chocolate is of happiness so whenever you are in stress you would like to eat chocolate thinking that you will be happy this will further increase your weight and shows up onto your physiological aspects increase intake of caffeine cigarettes alcohol or other drugs as tranquilizers now once you start taking sleeping pills the tranquilizers you may get addicted 
and these can have a side effect onto you that is loss of concentration poor coordination dizziness as depressive state and disturbed sleep patterns insomnia or hypersomnia increased absenteeism and reduced work performance once you are not present in the work they may take you otherwise and certain actions can be taken against you also so that's the behavioral effect because of stress before i talk about uh, stress and health let me discuss examination anxiety before any examination you know you may feel nervous or anxious this mild nervousness and anxiety are you stress which may help you to stay focused on your performance you can um, plan out stuff or think about things to do or remember so that it brings you in a normal state of facing the exams so examination nerves worry or fear of failure these are very normal concepts for a talented student however if this increases and the examination results is too much that high degree of anxiety is experienced that you are unable to perform then this is a kind of distress so how does this happen where examination stress is characterized by evaluation apprehension or evaluation stress you know we, we say no often kya kahenge char log what will people say so basically you will be evaluated based upon certain performance and if you perform less then what will people say you know this kind of stress has been shown in examination and hence it produces debilitating behavioral cognitive and physiological effects which are not different than any other stressor if you are in high stress your performance concentration preparation all of this gets suffered this perceived evaluative situation is most of the times personally threatening to some people and so it often gives you tension apprehension nervousness and some kind of emotional arousal the negative self centered cognition that they experience during this kind of anxiety that distracts their attention and interfere with concentration during exam so a child may feel inadequate helplessness low status and esteem that may further impair the performance that can hinder your performance so um, how how do we deal with this examination anxiety maybe someone who um, is facing this anxiety comes to me as a client and i record a script to him and give it to him to listen for 21 days the script may go like 3 days before the examination i see that i have covered my curriculum 3 times already my quick notes are ready a night before my examination i read my notes clearly and i am able to remember what all i studied during the examination the next day i get up in the morning and revise from my quick notes as i am reading my quick notes i can remember all the concepts very clearly now i'm entering the examination hall before that as i see my friends talking or preparing i know i have to remain calm and composed as my subconscious will help me remember all that i have studied 
I enter the examination hall. The teacher hands over the paper to me. When I get the paper, I know I have to read all the questions two times. As I'm reading the questions, I know what answer would come under what question. I pick my pen and my subconscious helps my hand to flow beautifully and I see beautiful handwriting with the right answers in my answer sheet. Five minutes before the examination, I finish my paper and revise the answers. I also highlight the important points. I hand over the paper to the teacher and come out and tally my answers with my friends. And to my surprise, most of my answers are correct. So if I give the script to the client or to any child before the examination to be repeated for 21 nights before sleeping, you know, you may see there are so many triggers. So whenever in real life that child is experiencing those triggers, the subconscious mind, which is 6,000 times more powerful, will help him to remember and recall what would come under which question. So this is how the examination anxiety is lowered or we can easily bring it down by using law of delayed action where some triggers are given and the child can easily recall what comes under what. Now, let me talk about stress and health. So during examination time, most of the children suffer with stomach upset, body aches, nausea, diarrhea, fever, etc. Some are unhappy with their personal life and they may fall sick more often than those who are happy and enjoy life. There are some who have chronic daily stress that can divert their attention from caring for himself or herself. They won't care for themselves. People may experience exhaustion and attitude problems. Like their behavior will be different. Their attitudes will be different in front of others. You know, you can call it chit-chidahat. You know, concentration, constraints, environmental aspects. All of this will be affected. Fatigue, weakness, low energy, mental exhaustion. They appear in the form of irritability, anxiety, feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. When a person comes to this stage, we may call it a burnout stage. A stage where physical, emotional and psychological exhaustion has happened. Like there is no more place or no more strength to do anything more in life. This also, you know, the evidences or the research proves that immune system is also changed during stressful times and um, there are increased chances that people may become ill. So slowly the cardiovascular diseases, high blood pressure, psychosomatic disorder, ulcers, asthma, allergies, headaches, all of this will shoot up. So research says that 50 to 70% of all physical illness is related to stress. 60% of medical visits are primarily for stress-related symptoms. So you can understand how difficult this stressful state is. So basically what happens is, you know, if you understand it in normal concepts, we create rules to life for us. And then with rules come more systems. With more systems come more inhibitions. More the inhibitions, more you will keep it inside you. So more the breakdowns may happen. Now these are the breakdowns which we call as burnout state and other diseases related to stress. 
let me talk about general adaptation syndrome since i have discussed this model with you so general adaptation syndrome this is a model of stress as given by hans selye hans selye is known as the father of modern day stress selye noticed a similar pattern of bodily responses in most of his laboratory experiments and so gave a gas model general adaptation syndrome it has three stages alarm reaction resistance and stage of exhaustion it's beautifully described in figure 3.3 of your ncert book page 59 hopefully so in the first stage that is the alarm reaction stage this is like a you know ghanti that tells you the alarm that tells you okay something is wrong within so there is a presence of a notorious stimulus or stressor leading to some kind of activation of the adrenal pituitary cortex system i repeat adrenal pituitary cortex system these are the keywords for this alarm reaction so this triggers the release of hormones producing stress response so using this uh, the individual is almost ready for either fight or flight so you know whenever the mind perceive crisis the fight and flight responses are being triggered how do they trigger by this uh, activation of adrenal pituitary cortex system the second stage comes up that is the stage of resistance uh, in this if the stress is prolonged the resistance stage begins the parasympathetic nervous system here calls for more cautious use of the bodily resources like organism will start making efforts to cope with the threat as through confrontation so this also suggests that uh, the epinephrine and norepinephrine are increasing here that will help the person to balance the state and people may want to confront their stressful situations and finally if they are not able to resist and the stresses keep increasing then the continuous exposure of the same or additional stresses drains the body of its resources and leads to the third stage of exhaustion here the physiological symptoms of alarm reaction and resistance stage they become ineffective and so the person is susceptible to stress related diseases such as heart attack high blood pressure starting with of course mild headache and slowly leading to ulcers also so anything any body breakdown may happen here so somehow you know this biological or physiological concept of hans selye was criticized because only the biological um, expression is shown here some people say that uh, the stress is more influenced by how their how the people's perception personality and biological constitutions may take up the stress so based upon these this model of gas is criticized as you know people <laughs> one person does something and some other criticizes and another theory begins this is how we progress in life so let's talk about stress and the immune system next so the immune system is something that guards the body against the attackers both within and outside the body so there is a new branch um, of course now it is common but uh, it is called it's a mixture of three studies psychology neurology and immunology So we call it psycho neuroimmunology it focuses 
on how to link between the mind, the brain and the immune system, how we can link up the studies and take it ahead. So basically it talks about studies that are related to the effects of stress on the immune system, how the immune system work, the white blood cells that are the leukocytes we call them within the immune system, they identify and destroy the foreign bodies. The foreign bodies are called antigens. These are called the viruses basically. So this also leads to the production of antibodies. There are various kinds of white blood cells or WBCs or leukocytes within the immune system including T cells, B cells and natural killer cells. So let me explain the functions of each. The T cells destroy the invaders that are the antigens or the viruses and T helper cells increase immunological activity. So the fighting elements come from T helper cells. It is these T helpers that are attacked by the human immunodeficiency virus that is HIV. Whenever this virus attacks the human being, the T helper cells are destroyed directly. Now, as you know, the T helper cells gives us the immunological activity, the immune system, they help us. It increases the immune system of us. So the virus causing acquired immunodeficiency syndrome or AIDS. So HIV causes AIDS. HIV is just the name of the virus which lowers the immunity. Once um, the immunity of a person is lowered, slowly the person develops AIDS. And so that becomes life-threatening. The B cells are the ones that produce antibodies. The natural killer cells are involved in the fight against both viruses and tumors. What stress does is it can affect the natural killer cells cytotoxicity. That means the major importance in the defense against various infections and cancers. This is lowered. So reduced levels of natural killer cell cytotoxicity has been found in people who are very high in stress. This is also found in students. Those are facing important examinations. People who are in any kind of bereavement and those who are severely depressed. This immune functioning is better in individuals who have emotional anchoring or social support in their lives. This is also why, um, you know, the campaigning of HIV is, and of course, cancer is like, uh, you don't have to leave these people alone. You have to be there for them. Social support needs to be there. So naturally, when the immune system is lowered, it will be more harmful for the health and the immune system will be weakened. So let's understand what happens in stress with illness, with context to illness. So suppose some person is in fear or hostility or anger, then he or she may show angry outburst. They may show tantrums, withdrawal or have feeling of hopelessness. Simultaneously, there are stress hormones that are released. Both of these will give the person a weakened immune system as well as mental or physical illness together. Once the immune system is weakened, 
you can understand easily how the stress which was disease in the mind is now disease in the body it only takes 8 to 9 months for all of this emotional drama to come to the body in the form of physiological disease so psychological stress includes negative emotion behavioral disturbances depression hostility aggression panic attacks obsessive behaviors incidents of psychological disorders all of this are associated with building up long term stress so worries can reach such a level that they surface as a frightening painful physical sensation which we can mistake at times for a heart attack but people under prolonged stress they are prone to heart attacks irrational fears mood swings phobias may also experience depression anger and irritability and as i explained earlier slowly the mental and physical illness will set in let's talk about lifestyle and how it affects the health so if we have an unhealthy lifestyle like health damaging behaviors like you know there are people who um, let me give you an example of one of the admission counselors that i know so she is somewhere in her 40s and um, would be a very type a personality too occupied in work has less time to eat food if she gets food healthy one which is green leafy vegetables she will not eat them if she sees um stuff from a bakery or theos or any you can say junk food she would love eating that naturally her body is not getting the nutrients that she should have she would put collagen she would go for plastic surgeries she may also end up being in irritable mood at home you know trying to please everyone at the organization and kind of mental breakdown at home there's another admission counselor whom i know or knew of course this person is no more he was also very workaholic and used to travel from one state to another one city to another holding a lot of workshops meeting a lot of people trying to get in people or uh, students into their organization same unhealthy lifestyle no exercise no time for self in free time he would go for parties or movies slowly this built upon his um, body and he got a massive cardiac arrest that to a blockage in the main artery aorta these are two people in the same field i know and uh, this is a kind of unhealthy lifestyle that needs to be worked through so no matter what happens wherever you are have your proper diet go for exercises yeah maybe in the coping strategies or stress management strategies i'll talk about these so if you understand lifestyle um it is overall pattern of decisions and behaviors that determine a person's health and quality of life stressed individuals may be more likely to expose themselves to pathogens which are agents that cause physical illness so all those people who have poor nutritional habits like these two and more they sleep less and are likely to engage in other health risking behaviors like smoking alcohol abuse these behaviors or this lifestyle may give them impairing behaviors gradually 
all their present experiences that are temporary in nature will fade away. And long term, in life, they would find damaging effects. I mean, they are very careless for their health and lifestyle. So they underestimate the risk they pose to their own lives. So if a person needs to be out of the stress, then a balanced diet, regular exercise, support from family and friends, some kind of play, all these play a good role in their good health. Positive thinking, enhancing health and longevity, these are helpful habits. Now let's talk about coping with stress. Coping is a dynamic situation-specific reaction to stress. These important words, dynamic, situation-specific reaction, suggest that somebody can use some coping mechanism, somebody can use something else, or maybe at times we have to use one, at times we can use the different one. The way we cope with stress often depends upon our rigid, deep-seated beliefs that are based upon our experiences. Now, these experiences, as I say, can be yours or imbibed. Like, for example, if you're driving a, driving a car and you get caught in a traffic, one person will be angry, irritated, upset, and will shout at the other people, while the other person will sit in his car and listen and enjoy to the music. This is the difference. So these are the two different situations where two different types of people and their belief systems cope up with stress differently. So stress coping may involve overt as well as covert activities. Endler and Parker talked about three coping strategies. The first is task-oriented strategy. Here, the person tries to obtain all the information about the stressful situation and what all different courses of action this person can take up for their probable outcome. So, if you are in stress, you can decide upon priority one, two, three and act differently. So, it will reduce your stress. The person can schedule the time better or think about how to solve similar problems earlier, how he solved similar problems earlier and use that same strategy to resolve the problem now. So, um, you know, um, let me give you an example here. Task-oriented means, uh, suppose you want to reach at one place in one particular time slot or one period. Somehow that one route is obstructed by maybe a tree fall or something. So what you do is you think about, okay, I can take route two, route three, route four. Which route would make me come closer to the place that I want to reach? This is about task-oriented strategy, okay? And what channel should I take? Like, should I go by car or should I go by metro, you know? I mean, recent example is uh, my dad uh, booked a air ticket for me and um, it was from Terminal 3. Now, I generally don't uh, travel from Noida till airport by car because uh, I have some kind of motion sickness issue and um, I don't want to waste time in the traffic of Delhi. So what I do is I go by the metro. Now, I did not know it was in Terminal 3 and I had limited time. So what would I do? So anyway, first steps first, I sat in the metro and figured out, okay, if I take another metro or go for a different metro, should I go by the cab, you know, but then time is less, so I will miss my flight. But somehow I got the idea, okay, from one station to another terminal one, I can take my old metro, take up 
or taxi from terminal 1 till terminal 3 departure and take the flight believe me i was sharp 5 minutes before the gates of the flight were closing the boarding gates were closing so this is like when i worked upon the task oriented strategy of mine and reached the airport on time and did not miss my flight the second is emotional oriented strategy this can involve efforts to maintain hope and to control one's emotions it can also involve venting feelings of anger and frustration or deciding that nothing can be done to change things for example when i tell myself that it is not really happening to me or worry about what i'm going to do so um definitely i need to give an example here also let me think of an example maybe uh, you wanted to reach a goal and uh, your partner said okay i now want to work independently you can't fight with the partner plus um, you know okay this has to happen or i mean you may come to the denial phase okay this is not happening this is not the fact and for months altogether you're in a kind of denial phase not realizing not understanding what to do waiting for the other one to respond and nothing happens or you pick up hope and start working upon your own projects with some kind of hope seeing okay if we are not reaching there together maybe one person who is still focused with the goal of reaching where you wanted to reach you work on your own and balance your emotions by talking to people or listening music or coming to self love as simple as that the third is the avoidance oriented strategy now here this is like denying or minimizing the seriousness of the situation so it involves conscious suppression of stressful thoughts and their replacement by super protective thoughts for example if you are in stress you can go and watch tv or call up your friend or other people if you have thoughts like i am not worthy or i am not enough you got to replace them consciously by i am worthy and i am enough so this is what we can do in avoidance strategy also there are two people lazarus and folkman who talked about um, coping as a dynamic process rather than individual traits so they said coping serves to allow the individual to manage or alter a problem and regulate the emotional response to that problem so they talked about two types of responses the problem focused and the emotional focused these are similar to task oriented and emotion oriented so in the problem focused strategy you can directly attack the problem itself with behaviors designed to gain information to alter the event and to alter belief and commitments suppose um, the person says okay uh, the partner is left now what so you check you wait okay has the partner really left from both the aspects of your life personal or professional or uh you read the personal aspects okay the partner is still there in the personal life so what is gone is the professional probably so you can slowly alter your beliefs okay I mean earlier probably you believed in i believe in burning bridges maybe now you say okay i keep a door open 
and so your behavior will be different and uh, the information that you get through the responses of the partner in personal life you can always alter your commitments and beliefs so increasing personal awareness level of knowledge range of behavioral and cognitive coping options all of this can be helpful they can help reduce the threat value of the event in your books it is given one example i made a plan of action and followed it so emotional focus strategies um, they call for psychological changes designated primarily to limit the degree of emotional disruption caused by the event with minimum effort to alter the event itself for example i did some things to let it out of my system so you balance your emotions you know you can't change the problem so now you work upon your own emotions like uh, you go for yoga walk meditation and stuff and uh, change your emotional aspects connected with the problem okay so um in this um episode let's quickly recap you learned about effects of stress on psychological functioning and health here i talked about emotional effects in this severe mood swings may happen physiological effects where cortisol or adrenaline epinephrine and norepinephrine gets released in the body cognitive effects where the thinking is indecisive kind of state and the behavioral effects where you stop going to workplace also under stress and health uh, i discussed there are 60 to 70% of the medical problems that are the outcome of stress prolonged or chronic stress may lead to attitude problems and exhaustion what is burnout physical emotional and psychological exhaustion complete is called burnout gas model or general adaptation syndrome was given by hanseli as he observed similar pattern of bodily responses to stress under stress and the immune system i talked about psychoneuroimmunology a science that links brain and immune system the white blood cells called leukocytes they are the ones that present in the blood that helps us in building our immune system the antigens are the foreign bodies b cells produce the antibodies t cells are the ones that destroys invaders t helper cells they increase the immune system activity in the body hiv the virus attacks t helper cells the natural killer cells they fight against the virus and the tumors so under stress the reduction in natural killer cell cytotoxicity happens in this situation uh, the body may end up into physiological breakdown so social support here will give us better immune system under stress and illness there is a model that i explained in fear anger hostility two types of things may happen your response like anger tantrum withdrawal hopelessness comes in along with the stress hormones now the stress hormones and the anger tantrums they together give you a weak immune system and anger and withdrawal and hopelessness along with the weak immune system may end up with mental or physical illnesses under lifestyle i showed you how overall pattern of decisions and behaviors that determine a person's health and quality of life is called lifestyle poor nutrition alcohol smoking less of sleep etc may give us stress in stressed people they are exposed to pathogens and pathogens are agents of physical illnesses under the topic coping with stress i talked about coping which is dynamic situation specific reaction to stress 
Endler and Parker talked about task-oriented strategy, emotion-oriented strategy, and avoidance-oriented strategy. While Lazarus and Folkman, they said that coping is constantly changing cognitive and behavioral efforts to master reduced or tolerate the external and internal demands created by stress reduction. They gave problem-focused, which is used more in research, and emotion-focused strategies. In the next few topics, I'll be talking about stress management techniques. And the last topic, hopefully, which will be life skill and uh, factors that may produce positive health. Till then, um, wait for the next one. Listen to this one. Revise the concepts and I'll see you soon. Sayonara. Bye-bye.